Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash we do it all. As always, I'm your host, John. Very happy to be here. My dog, Trent. What's going on, my boy? What's going on, man? Listen, very busy day today. But, you know, it's always grind time over here, dog. Just came out of work. Just trying to drop a video. Now we on the podcast, you know what I'm saying? But we doing it all for y'all, man. We love y'all. We seen it going up, too. We, we, we seen the numbers going up, bro. I see y'all like the, 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 the shorter versions, and then we drop the podcast. So we're doing a lot of work for y'all, man. So all we ask for y'all is just to support us, man. That's it. Thanks, man. That's all we ask, man. All we ask is that you smash that subscribe button and tell your friend, tell your friend's mom, and you have your mom's friend tell her mom, and then her mom tell her dad, and then tell her grandpas, man. But You get it, man. You get it. You get it, man. You get, you get the deal, man. But all right, let's go ahead and jump straight into it, man. Today is Friday, January 13th. Uh, you know what they say, man. It's time to be a, a bloody scene. You know what I'm saying? What they say, like Friday the 13th, right? Yeah, Friday the 13th, man. Uh-oh, man. Yeah, over, here is, over here is dark and raining, and I'm going to be honest with you. I was driving home, John, and I seen some stuff flying in the air, bro. Is it a little scared? Ah. Is it a little scared? No. Listen, bro. I called my mom. I was like, yo, I just see something flying in the air, bro. Like, I, no exaggeration, bro. You know what I'm saying, bro? But I don't know what it was, but. She believed you or what? She, she believed me, but if I tell my dad, she he, he ain't gonna believe me. Oh man! Well, hold on. Do you believe in aliens? Yeah, yeah I do. You have to believe in it. This this Earth is too big for not to be. Yeah, alien. yeah, exactly, bro. They haven't even. But I feel like we're going off topic about basketball. But let's be honest, bro. They haven't even checked that. No one knows what's under the ocean. The ocean's um, the scariest thing in the world. Man, bro, I I, I seen this stat one time. It was like ninety percent of the ocean is undiscovered. What, yes. what you mean? There might be some mermaids down there. That's what you're trying to tell me. I, I think there's mermaids, but. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what that is, man. But all right, man, let's go ahead and get straight into the episode. Uh, we got a jam-packed episode, and we're going to kick it off with our classic uh, news, injuries, and updates. Uh, so I'll go ahead and kick it off with a big-time uh, injury that, to hit the, hit the Pacers, man. I mean, Halliburton is now um, injured. He's going to be out in the next, for these next two weeks, uh, both with the elbow injury and some knee discomfort. So uh, talk to me a bit about how you think that's going to affect the Pacers that are currently sitting in the seventh seed. Well, to be honest with you, right, it affects me because, one, I have him in my fantasy team. Um, and he's been carrying me, dude. Been straight carrying me because he's been going crazy. But you know what's crazy, John? They're 7-3 and three in their last 10. They're 23-19. Did you expect that ever for Never. this team? Never. You, 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 it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? They're 16-10 and 10 in their conference, and they're 15-7 and seven at home, which is pretty incredible. I'm not going to lie to you. For the team that's constructed around them, you know, it's pretty good, but mainly it's because of the Tyrese Halliburton. But to be honest with you, I think this is a good thing for the Pacers, believe it or not. It affects my fantasy team and affects Tyrese, people that want to go watch him play. But the reason why I think it's a good thing is because why is this team going to make the playoffs? What sense does it make? You get what I'm trying to say? So now you're losing your best player. Now you're going to go down in the standings, and now you can get some capital. You know, you need a high pick for the Pacers. You need another piece to build around Tyrese. So I'm you're not. You're never gonna say let's start losing games. Like they don't really come out and say that, John. We all get that, right? 
But we all know the Pacers are not in the position to go into playoffs and go play the Nets in the first round or, you know, the Bucks or anything like that. It just doesn't make sense for this team to do that. So I see this team eventually just start losing more games. And with Tyrese being out for a little bit, that's going to help them out right there. So, man. OK, so so then let, let's say you were the Pacers GM, right? Because I, I, I totally agree. Like they and I've said this before, like as great as the Pacers do in the regular season, they are not a postseason threat. Like any team in the East, I have them. I mean, any team that's uh, going to make the playoffs in the East, I'd have them beating the Pacers in a seven game series. They're just not real play- playoff threats. So yeah, let me let me ask you then, do you if you want to get a high draft pick, do you, you know, do you start looking to flip Miles Turner? Do you start looking to flip some of these players that honestly are desired players around the league to championship teams. So to be honest with you, right. Miles Turner is the only well, Miles Turner and Buddy Hield are the, like the, the trade bait they have around there. But the problem is, is that the Pacers are asking for too much. We already know that. And maybe it's just because the Lakers want them. And no one in the league really likes the Lakers. Let's be honest with you. Try to make the trades and try to help them out and win championships. Um, but Miles Turner, I think he just finished out his contract, which he is a, uh, he's on his last year this year. He's on an expiring deal. Um, I think he just walks up. I don't think they get nothing out of it. And the only way they could possibly get something out of it is – if they tried, if they're like, you know what, this season we're going for the playoffs and we all know and we're and we have big expectations and we want something to help out Tyrese for the future, uh, for the future, then they're going to try to get something out of it. But I don't think Miles Turner is that like, which is value, John, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's really his value? Miles Turner, I think he'd be a great value to a, a, a Lakers roster. I think he'd be a, he'd be but amazing. That's the, but that's the problem. What does the Pacers get in return for Miles Turner? You're not going to give up. So you're going to trade Russell Westbrook. No, no, no. Look, look, that was that was just I was just one team. The, the Lakers have no assets. The Lakers are low key F. Yes. They have they have yeah, no, assets, no assets, right? But there are other teams that do have assets. If they're just looking to like like I mentioned, they're looking to just let's get Victor. Let's let's have the best chance to get Victor. Just give me draft picks. Give me draft picks. Give me draft picks, and I'm and I'm letting them go because like how you said. He's on an expiring deal. So he could either walk for nothing or he could walk for some players or at the absolute least, he could walk for some picks. And now you have a better chance to get Victor Romayamba. I, I feel like the teams that are interested in Miles Turner, though, are not willing to get that up. Like if you if you look at the listed teams, the Lakers, then they don't want to give up draft capital because they only have two first round picks in the next five years, I believe. Um, the Charlotte Hornets were an option. They're, why would they trade for Miles Turner if this team is not even competitive? They're not making the playoffs, nor the play-in. Um, the Toronto Raptors, on the other hand, where they're in the middle of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? They're in the middle of nowhere. They need us big because they got a bunch of six, eight, six, nine forwards on their team. They need a legit center on the team. Maybe Miles Turner does get them over the hump, and maybe they're a competitive playoff team. But there's not really much playoffs teams that really are going to offer that much capital for Miles Turner because the Pacers are asking for so much. Now, um, if they lower their, you know, their offer down, they lower their value down for Miles Turner, then maybe teams will start offering, calling them up and stuff like that. But I think the Pacers are, they're fine with keeping Miles Turner. They don't want, it's like, they're fine with him. Now, Buddy Hill, in the other hand, hold up, one on Buddy Hill, is interesting because. He can fit on any team. He can fit on any Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? He can fit on any team, but you don't give up a first for Buddy. Mm, you don't uh you don't give up a first yeah yeah you're right you don't you don't give up a first for buddy but look when you said raptors that really that really intrigued me because the rap everybody knows the raptors got a bunch of the same players and they need to start either shipping them or deciding what's gonna happen so before you know move on from this you know miles turner i want to know if you are the pacers you know do you take 
uh, OG Ananobi for Miles Turner. Of course, Miles Turner is a better player than OG Ananobi, but OG Ananobi's young. He's going to be able to fit that timeline. You can maybe get some draft picks along with that. I don't think the Raptors give up Scotty Barnes, to be honest with you, as bad as the season that he's having. I don't think the Raptors do Scotty Barnes for Miles Turner one on one even. But what 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 are you what are you thinking about that? Talk to me why you thinking about that Raptors and Pacers trade. Uh, so so you pretty much want like OG uh, uh, OG for Miles? Would you do that? It's not a bad idea for Toronto, right? For um, Toronto's great, but. Let's not forget OG is a 20 plus point scorer and he's a great defender on this team. So like, and I, and I think he's a very underrated, def- not, I don't want to say underrated defender. I think people know they're already kind of catching on to like, he's one of the top tier defenders in the league. So if you want to give up that, then go for it, I guess. Uh, I think, I, I, I don't know, actually, John, I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's a tough one, man. Hey, family in the comment section, let us know, let us know. Uh, do you do that? OG, I don't know before Miles Turner. Um, let us know. Hit us on Instagram. Hit us on Twitter, TikTok, whatever, man. But all right, my boy, let's let's, let's keep it pushing. Let's get to uh, honestly, this was this is some good news. This is some good news. You saw uh, Jonathan Isaac, man. He's he's played his first official game since his knee injury back in 2020. The last game he played, my dog, was August 2nd, 2020. It is like we mentioned, January 13th, 2023. That is crazy dog and look at this other uh, other stat i found right here the only players on the magic that has played <laughs> with uh with jonathan isaac is terrence ross markel folks and mo, and mo mamba everybody else has not played with him that's how long he's been out uh so i know i mean there's not much to talk about here but i just wanted to see i kind of how you felt do you think this is going to make any impact on the on on the magic i mean jonathan isaac was a defense was a potential defensive player of the year when he was healthy to be honest with you, Jonathan Isaac, like you said, was a very great defender. A very great defender when he was playing. Um, does it really make a difference at the point at this point? Honestly, for the time that he missed, is he ever going to be the same? Man, I mean that's that, that's a good question because I would I would think not. But then again, I mean missing all that time, boy, you better be right back ready to go. <laughs> I, but but I, I don't. I, what was the injury again? Was it a knee injury? Yeah, yeah. It was a it, it was a knee injury. It was a, yeah. a, a terrier. A, a, so I can't even read the other word, but it's a, some type of ligament in the knee. It says a terrier a, something ligament to, to his knee injury. Well, yeah, I mean, dude, listen, I'm happy that he's back. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited because like he was a, he has the skill set. I think he does. Um, I think he needs to put more more stuff into his offensive game and then maybe, you know, it'd be even more, ex, you know, ex, like a new tear of him because he got the de- – when you got the defense, all you have to do is really just work on that offense and then you could just – you could get paid millions of dollars and be set for the rest of your life. You know, that people – NBA hands out contracts like this, this, like it's freaking, you know, like food on the table, you know? Crazy, bro. So I'm happy he's back. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if the Magic want to keep him long-term because, I mean, he's been out for that long. So let's see what the Magic want to do. And the sad part about it is that he needs to play this. He needs to finish the season strong because if he does not finish this season strong and whenever his contract is up, when his contract up, I think it's 2023, 2024. I know it's his contract is coming up soon because I made a video on him, you know, a few months ago. Um, but his contract team, is up. Yep. His contract's up after this year and uh, at the end of 2022, 2023. Exactly. And so if he does not finish his season strong, he may never play NBA game again ever in his season. Ever. It, wow. It, <laughs> no, I'm being dead stuff. But, you know, dead serious. John, let me talk. Let me just say this. 
because it's not it's more than basketball. I don't want to go too, too deep into what you know what, but it's more than basketball. And I think you know exactly what I'm talking about with this the example where people are kneeling and he's standing up. People in the locker room look at you different because of everything that happened around the world and all this stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? So they, his mindset is totally different from a lot of people. Yeah, and it really is. The NBA takes, well, let me not say, I, I want to say the NBA players overall organization, they take that serious. They took that serious, man. So, you know, you bring him in, teammates going to look at him like, this is a dude that he, he was standing while everybody was kneeling down. You know, so Man, I feel you. I I I absolutely feel because I mean that if the whole team is kneeling, I mean you should probably kneel, my boy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even even if even if you don't agree with the whole kneeling standpoint, yeah. just to not break that bridge with your with your teammates, dog. So yeah, I I, I totally I, I totally feel you on that. Um, I totally agree that he needs to have a big year because if he doesn't have a big year, yeah, he's he's either not going to be in the NBA or he's going to be just chasing, yeah. you know, doing one-year contracts, just trying to, 10 days. you know, t- 10 days, like 10 days exactly. or just, or just keep taking just these little contracts so he can try to prove himself. Right. And I, I love it before we end the topic. I don't want to say a big, big year because the expectations for him is not going to be a big year because he's coming off an injury, but he needs to play like he's in, he deserves to be in the NBA. He deserves to be a role player at, at worst. Facts. I mean, the way he was playing in 2020, <laughs> that, that was amazing, man. But all right, my boy. All right, that's, that's a, cool, a cool little first segment. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into uh, our second segment here for the show. Who's most likely to? Yes sir, yes, sir. Yes, sir, bro. Let's go ahead and get straight into it. Who's most likely to? I have 10 statements here for you, my boy. Um, and that is, you just tell me who you know who's most likely to out of the league. You know, pretty self-explanatory. So I'm going to go ahead and gotcha. kick it off uh, with a good one, with a banger right here. Uh, my boy, who is most likely to? Be a first-time All-Star this year. SGA. You got to go SGA. I think that, that one's common. Yeah. SGA is having a career year. I mean, he's carrying this Oklahoma City Thunder to it. They're like, I just seen their record. They're 19 and 23. You know, they win one more game, I believe. You know, they win two, well, one or two more games. They're fighting for the plan. Man. And, and that's mainly because of SGA. And I'm going to give credit to the other players up there, but SGA is that guy. Most definitely should be in the starting lineup. And, and even if he's not in the starting lineup, he should be in that all-star game representing OKC, baby. He should absolutely be in that all-star game. Yeah. So, I mean, and he hasn't he hasn't been an all-star yet because yeah. of, he hasn't really broke into that level. He's young, but absolutely. If he, if he doesn't get it this year, hey, me and you are going on a strike. Yeah. We are I, I not promise watching. You, we are not I'm going to be dropping. I'm going to be dropping several videos on that. I promise you. Make tagging, it known. Tagging Adam Silver and all of that, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, here we go. Next, uh, who's most likely to statement? Uh, who is most likely to win the scoring title this year? Um, oof. I'm gonna have to go with Luca, man. Um, the reason why I want to say Luca is because Luca, he puts yo Luca's numbers are it just, insane. <laughs> it's like it's like he's playing 2K23 out there, like, and he got the game sliders on. And and you know what's crazy about it? He's not even like happy about it. He's just like, yeah, let's put up 50 points, 12 rebounds, and 20 assists. But I'm like, he's just like, this is a regular day for him. Like, it shows you it's hard to score five points in the NBA. It's hard, even you if you're talented. Bucket. You get one, one bucket. Like, it's hard. The fact that he could put up 50 points easily. And the reason why I say another thing is because that team is bad. The, the Dallas Mavericks are a bad, bad team. So he needs to constantly, constantly, constantly keep putting buckets up. And we all see when he doesn't put buckets up, they can't do nothing. So he knows he wants to win. He needs to put up 
30, 30 plus points. That's that's more realistically for like a scoring title. But for Luca, his realistically might be 40 a night. Average, you know, which is which is crazy because he's doing this. And yet the Mavs are, you know, I mean, right now they're sitting in the fourth seat, but they were struggling coming into the year. And he was he's been doing this all season. And I mean, I agree with you. I 100 percent have Luca as well for for, uh, most likely to win scoring title. I'm looking at his numbers, bro. 34 points per game on 15% from the field. He, mind you, he's taking, damn near taking every shot. For the last three years, he's led the league in uh, time of possession. So he's had the ball more than anyone in the entire league. So if he, if he wins it this year, it's going to be, that's going to be his fourth year straight. So, man, I mean, Luca is just that guy. There's not really not much else to, uh, to, to say there, bro. But all right, let's keep it pushing. Next, who's most likely to statement? All right. Who is most likely to, and you can name a team or a player. It's totally up to you. Who is most likely to choke in the playoffs? Um, Memphis. Oh, I like that. I like that, actually. I like that because they don't really have that experience yet. Yo, I'm telling you, bro. Like, I know a lot of people are big on Memphis, and I love Jaw. Honestly, I love when he, yo, I love when Jaw's gritty. You know, Jaw reminds me of me. Like, he's like such a kid. He's a kid. He loves having fun, but he's making millions of dollars having fun, and he's having fun with his brothers and his team, and the organization backs him up for everything. You know what I'm saying? But, when it comes into the playoffs, I seen this quote from an NFL coach. He said, experience doesn't mean nothing, which I thought was very, very interesting. Very interesting. And the reason why I say that is because he's a very, very good coach. If y'all know, if y'all watch football for y'all, his name is Brian Dabo. He's a really, really good head coach. But I think the reason why he said that is because his team, it's like the first time his main stars are in the playoffs. Like main time. This is the first time, right? And for Memphis, this is not the first time in the playoffs, but the playoff series that I seen them in against Timberwolves, it kind of like it was iffy. I, I, I didn't know how I felt about Memphis because John, I know you remember watching that series. Let's be honest, Memphis should have lost that whole, the whole series. They should have lost Absolutely. every single game. Timberwolves were up twenty plus points. Like I don't say every game, but the majority of the time, Timberwolves were up a lot of points, twenty plus points, and they blew the lead every single time. And maybe yes, you can give credit to Memphis, uh, Memphis for continuing to come back. But during that time, the Minnesota Timberwolves weren't really anybody. You know, they were fighting. They were that up-and-coming team that was trying to get in. And in this season, we expect them to have a big leap. And now they're they're not. But, like, for the, for the year that Memphis had last season, you expect them to go through um, Timberwolves and they could constantly, constantly, constantly struggle. And I'll tell you this, if Memphis matches up with Golden State, which could be a good chance because Golden State right now, the record isn't that great. And they could be around that 6th, 7th, or even 8th, whatever the case may be. To get matched up with Memphis, Memphis could be a first round elimination. Let's get that straight. Golden State owns Memphis. So Memphis is one of those teams that they could be a top-tier team, but I always fear that whoever they gotta play in that first round, depending on the matchup, they can lose. That's how I look at Memphis. Uh, man, I I love that take. I really, really love that take because uh Memphis doesn't have the they don't have the experience, they have the talent. They have the deepness in the roster. They have everything on paper. They have everything to be a, um, a good team in the regular season. I'm not going to say regular season doesn't matter, but we all know. We, we all know. Like Arab, The great players turn it on a little bit more in the playoffs. Yeah. Coaches turn it on a little bit more. Intensity gets a little different. Talk to me. What's up? And, 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 and I just want to say this real quick so we don't get too, too long about it. But Jaron Jackson Jr. in foul trouble a little bit too much in the playoffs. Um, Steven Adams is unplayable. Um, what was it called? Dylan Brooks, 
is most inefficient good dude on the team. I swear. Yo, he takes like 30 shots, but he'd be like six for 30. And then he'd be like, oh, I stopped my man, though. Like, he, he, like, like Dylan Brooks irks me. He irks me. I love the players around them. I love their bench. I love Tyus Jones. I love Brandon Clark. I love what they got around them. But their main players that you expect to, you know, step up to help jaw, they're not there. Jackson, he, he cannot ever – every playoffs, I swear he's in, he's in foul trouble. So. He is. He is. He is because they're they, they, they taking it right to him. And then just real quick, I want to touch on that coach. You said that said experience don't matter. Let's just look to the finals last year. The Boston Celtics did not have experience being there. The Warriors did, and the Celtics crumbled. So that yep. that is, is, is a is a blasphemous statement. But from my end, my boy, who's most likely to choke in the playoffs for me? Who well, I think is going to be the Brooklyn Nets, man. I really think it's going to be the Brooklyn Nets because, again, they without KD and Kyrie, uh, they are not a playoff team. <laughs> they just are not a playoff team. You can look up and down that roster. They're not ready for it. Um, I fear for Nick Nick's, Nick Claxton's life <laughs> once playoffs come because he's just going to get bullied out there. Uh, and they just don't. They, they just honestly don't have enough. And Again, just like the Dallas Mavericks, they're like one rolled ankle away from being the bottom of the league because I don't think Kyrie alone carry this team. I don't think KD. And I don't think there's not one player in the NBA that can carry a team to a title anymore. One player just hasn't. You know yeah, not facts. I agree. But you know what's facts? I might get a lot of hate for this. I think Nick Claxton and Robert Williams, I think, I, I think they're very, very, you could compare them together. I think you can compare them and I might take Nick Claxton and be honest with you. But next thing. <laughs> Next segment. Let's keep it pushing. Which team is most likely to surprise everyone with the playoff? Surprise everyone? Mm, like basically, me, people don't think they're gonna yeah, make the playoff. Yeah. Hold on, man. I, because I this you is tough. List, you want me to list mine off? I, I got mine. Yeah. Hold on. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a um. Because I want to say. I don't think there's a surprise, though, John. I'm going to be honest with you because, there look, right? Surprise. There is a surprise. There is a surprise. You want me to tell you who the surprise is? It's I mean, the Los Angeles about. Lakers. It is the Los Angeles Lakers because look at this, man. Most people are just looking at the Lakers like, oh, they're in a third team. See, they're, 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 they're not playing well. I totally agree. They're not playing well. But I'll tell you this, bro. If you have LeBron and Anthony Davis in the seven-game series with the goatness that they are, with the experience that they have, nobody wants to see the Lakers in a play-in situation. Nobody, uh, I guarantee, there's not a single team that wants to say no, no. And you know this, you and everyone in the NBA knows this. Nobody wants to see the Lakers fully healthy right now with eight without AD. Yeah, with with Braun missing every other game. Yeah, but if AD's out there doing what he was doing in the and when he was beasting for that month, which he can do when Le, if LeBron is being LeBron, nobody wants to see the Lakers in a playing situation. I guarantee it. I I got I got two teams. I'm not even gonna. Say, I'm not even gonna say which. Uh, you love the Lakers too much, so I'm not. It's not that, but no, no, bro. That is no love, bro. Everyone knows that, bro. But you could nah. go into the NBA community. Everyone nah. understands, and nobody wants to play the Lakers, a fully healthy Lakers squad. You don't want to see LeBron and Anthony Davis in a playing situation. Bro, I'm tired, bro. I, I don't want to hear that no more. I'm be honest You're crazy. You're crazy. But if you're gonna talk about surprises, I'm like, I got the um the Utah Jazz, the Utah Jazz and Kings. Yeah, I'll give you the Kings. The Kings. Yo, you're making a face about Utah, but like Utah's ninth right now, right? In every single game they are in, they compete. They will. They give you the work. Utah Jazz is a team that you don't want to see in the playoffs. If you're a number one seed or number two, great example. Like I just brought Memphis up. Memphis does not want to see Utah. I'm I'm telling you, Memphis does not want to see Utah. Utah puts buckets up. They put 
buckets up and you don't want to play a team that has nothing to like Utah's a team that what are they fighting for? They're not, they're not, they know they're not winning championships. They just come out here like, yo, we got the opportunity to be in the playoffs. Now let's destroy someone's dream that had a chance to make it. That's the you you never want to play a team that knows they know they're not gonna win. They know they're not gonna win, but they're gonna go 150% and they're gonna be some dogs out there. They're gonna be some cheaters and lions. So, and Lauren Market and Jordan Clarkson are the duel that you would never expect to be a top dog right now. Hey, I mean, I don't know about that, dog. I don't know. I think I think I think Memphis I think Memphis are handling. I think Memphis. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? And at, Memphis wins that series, but let's go back to Phoenix. Phoenix struggled against the Pelicans, which we expected before Pelicans turned to who they are, right? Get more tired. They, they were tired because they got stretched out. And so when you have a favorite like the Suns, you still got the second, you got the third, and then you got the finals. And the Phoenix Suns look tired. That's why they got dogged out by Luka. Because I'm telling you, that first round matchup played a role, played a part. It definitely did. Definitely did. All right. All right, my boy. Next one. Next, who's most likely to statement? Uh, who's most likely to be the first player to get traded? Um, are we going to talk about stars or just like? I mean, really, I, I, I can list mine off. Just, you know, get some ideas running. I got John Collins. I think John Collins is going to be one of the first players to get traded. The Hawks are already struggling and they already are feuding all, all along. They're yeah. not trading Trey. Yeah, I honestly think John Collins is trash. I was high on John Collins. I don't think he's good. Me too. I, I know he's trash. I can't believe I drafted him for my fantasy. Um, yeah, I think that I'm going to be honest with you. I think this year is going to be a bad year for like trades. I don't think we're getting, uh, yeah, I don't think, I don't, th I hope we do because then we get mad content, but I don't think there's going to be much trades because teams don't really have much money to afford to get like a big star. Like all the big stars are locked up. But just for the sake of this segment, say Genie and Rob surprise us and just says bye-bye, Russ. <laughs> oh, man. I honestly don't even know how I feel about that at this point because he's bringing, like, great – he's actually bringing great uh, intensity off the bench and great energy off the bench. So at first I was, you know, full support of trading that man, but not anymore. Man, right. he put up 28 points last night. Let's not forget yeah, uh, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not disrespecting him. I'm giving him his, his props. All right, who is most likely to finish with the best record in the league? Which team is most likely to finish with the best record in the league? Um, uh, so, uh, it's going to be the Celtics, Celtics or Nuggets. Celtics or Nuggets? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say Celtics. I think they got the deepest squad. All right, who's most likely to win Rookie of the Year? Paolo. Paolo? Hey, did we stop sleeping on, on Bennett? Benedict Matherin? No, no, stop, stop, stop. No, hold on, hold on. Hold on, bro. He is the only rookie who could also be in contention for six man of the year. 17 points per game, 42% from the field, a contributor on a team who's in the seventh seed. Like how you mentioned, didn't nobody expect him to be here. Okay, let's 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 be honest. Since Paulo ever since Paulo got drafted, he was already getting with the rookie of the year. Let's be let's let's get that straight. Let's get that straight. Yes. Let's get that. I you know it's funny I can't even pronounce dude's name from Pacers but I have him on my fantasy basketball team I know what he can do the problem is he's a six man I just don't he, he's a he's coming off the bench now it will be more competitive if he, if he was in the starting lineup that would be a whole different story I tell you that if he was in the starting lineup I do think I do think I do think Pablo is gonna get it because I mean what he's doing is insane I got to see him live so shout out Pablo well, he's actually he's massive bro like massive actually but 
uh, yeah, Benedict Matherin. I think that's how you say it. Benedict Matherin. He, I'm just saying, dog. I mean, he shouldn't be. It shouldn't be like, oh, it's clear that it's Pablo. Like, it's, he, he got to at no. least be in, in the picture, in the running. Listen, it's clear it's going to be Pablo, but there's always going to be that two, three, four, right? You know, bro. I can't even pronounce his name. He he's not even in. The, in no one's talking about. He should be in the All Star game. But you know who they're talking about who should be in the All Star game? Who? Pablo. Pablo should be in the All Star game. No, that's what people are saying. The, oh like, yeah. The association. That's what they're like. He should be in the All Star game. They ain't talking about Pacers, dude. And that's because Pacers. I don't even want to say Pacers don't get love because Magic don't get love either. It's just Pablo's just Pablo, right? Now. He's just doing what he got. But he, he also yeah, he's also the number one pick though. So niggas is just. Hyping, yeah. hyping. Casuals yeah. yeah, exactly. just hyping just to hype because they're not even watching. But all right, let's get to the next one right here, my boy. Uh, who's most likely to win league MVP this year? Um, Honestly, Jokic has another good chance of winning it all again. Voters. Um, you said what? Voters fatigue. Yeah. But I don't want to go with Jokic. I feel like that's boring. I just want to go with like something that might not happen. Let's be honest, because because right now it's either going to be if Luca could stay in the top four, he's going to win MVP. If Jokic stays in where he's at, or he just stop top three, he's either going to win it. Let's give respect to Joel. Joel's having another good year, but can let's just try Jason Tatum. I, I that was my that was I'll be I'll be real with you. That was my pick at the beginning of the year, but it, I I honestly think it does not matter where the Mavericks finish unless they're in the last seed, which I don't think they're yeah. going to be in. I think Luca's gonna win this <laughs> because the way he's playing is th- this year is is crazy, man. Because even if he's a top six seed, I feel like we have to give him the same treatment that we were giving Jokic when Jamal Murray were out. Everybody was like, "Oh, Jamal Murray's out, MPJ's out." Like, give Jokic, Jokic just doing his thing. He's the fifth seed. He should be the MVP. That uh, the Mavs suck. The Mavs don't have anyone nearly Jamal Murray, MPJ, or nearly any of those players. And Luca is doing this right now. They're sitting at the fourth seed. So I think if he's anywhere above the, the last seed, he can get it, man. He can get it. And then I want to bring up one quick point only because Russ Lover, you know what I'm saying? I got to bring it up. Zero forever. Um, the year that Russ won the MVP it was that year, I believe they were like seventh seed, and he averaged a, he averaged like triple-double. Victor Oladipo year. Yeah, Victor Oladipo. I, I'm going to get into Victor Oladipo later. He was, he's, he's back. But anyway. People were talking about like Westbrook's got to be the MVP and a lot. And some people, the Westbrook haters mainly were like, no, he's in the seventh seat. I can't give my seventh seat. You remember when all that was going on? Right. I, on, I was watching this report and this and this dude, I forgot who, what, what his name was, but he was talking about Jokic is basically averaging a triple double two this season and he's in the first seed. So should he get it again? But I, that's where my, my opinion comes in of voter fatigue. No way if they get it. Yeah, because. If, if, if we're going to start doing that, then let's just give LeBron all his MVPs. He's the best player in the, year, in the league ever. Like, no, let's be honest, because there's plenty of years LeBron should have won MVP, and they, and they didn't. X. So That, that D-Rosier. That D-Rosier. But all right, my boy, let's get pushing. Uh, this is the second to last one right here. Who's most likely to win Coach of the Year? Coach of the Year. Mm. So, obviously, Coach of the Year is most likely to be a number one seed, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go Mike Malone, but I want to talk about the Celtics. Okay. Now I'm going to be honest with you. Celtics fans. I'm so sorry. I cannot pronounce your head coach's name. Joe Missoula. Joe Missoula. Okay. John, can we give him respect, please? Yeah, yes. Cause he's the, he's the coach of the year. 
Yes, easily. You know why I want to give him respect? This team's 31 and 12. But not only that, he was put into a position where he didn't even know coming into this year he was going to be a head coach. He didn't know. He thought, you know, I, I, um, it's, this is bad. I, forgot, I already forgot the old boss. Celtic said, Ime Udoka. Ime, Ime, Ime Udoka, exactly. Ime Udoka did a hell of a year, hell of a job for the boss Celtics, right? And now I'm thinking, okay, the Celtics players love Ime. And then a whole situation, a bombshell has, bang! Now boss Celtics have a whole new coach. And I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, hmm, coaching matters. So what, what's going to happen to this boss Celtics team? Nothing, because they're still number one seed. And if the playoffs started today, they're the, the finals, they're the, fi- they're, they're the favorites to get there. So you got to give that man respect, bro. And you know what's funny? Give that man a gum sponsorship. If, you are, if you're always watching him on TV and he's on camera, he's like, always eating gum all the time. Like every single time you catch him on camera, he's eating gum. And I think someone brought it up on TV. Like he needs to get a sponsorship because it's hilarious. But give that man respect. He needs to do it because no one even knew who the hell he was. And unless you knew sports and he came in and he's 31 and 12. Facts. Facts. I did a I did a, a episode in the, before the season started, like, you know, predicting some of these awards. And I was like, yo, if the Celtics have a good year and Joe Masula, you know, is the head is the, is the head coach of that. There's no freaking chance this guy does not get coach of the year because like everything you mentioned. And then on top of that, I think some people forget he got given this head coach job or interim head coach, however you want to call his title for Freaking days before training camp. Season. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if it was season or, or training camp, but it was one of those. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, like, can you imagine the amount of stress? Like, bro, like he probably was like giving his like son or daughter some cereal. All of a sudden got a call from Brad Stevens second. Hey, bro, I'm gonna need you to be the head coach this year. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't even had a chance to push stuff together. So yeah, absolutely. Joe Masula doing his thing. Um, but all right, my boy, last one right here. And this is the got to finish off with a bang. All right. Who's most likely to win a chip? Um, oof. You know, it's crazy. Even though I see Denver as number one, I don't really see them winning. Yeah. Um, yeah, me either. I think they're good. But Boston is interesting. We just talking about Boston. Um, if Jason Tatum doesn't choke, maybe the Boston Celtics win. But I could see this year like a a two, three, four seed, maybe winning it. Ooh. I, I could, but I, it's, it's a weird NBA season, John. And I, I can't answer this question. I'm going to be honest. I really can't. I don't know. You don't have an answer yet. I don't That's have an good. answer. That's all good. Because we can constantly keep saying the number one seed, but number one seed doesn't really mean too much. It doesn't mean nothing. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, I, I mean, it, you, you get a home court advantage. That helps a little bit, but <laughs> what all I'll say is this. If the Nets, I mean, not the Nets, the Celtics, I don't care what seed they are. I think they are winning the championship this year. And this is why. Not only do they have an MVP caliber player in both Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they have the pieces around them. They have the coaching. And, you know, one, one of my good friends told me about, you know, the NBA. You got to be a championship team. Sometimes, not sometimes, often you got to build scar tissue. You got to build that scar tissue where you lose it. You like, man, I never want to lose like this again. I never want to feel like this again. And I, if, if I know Jason Tatum from what, you know, the, the perception that he's gave off to the world, right? I unfortunately don't know him personally. But if I know Jason Tatum to the per- perception he's gave, gave off to the world, his love for Kobe, the way Kobe was when he lost the, 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 the title against the Celtics and how he 
internalized it and internalized the pain and said, and I said, this is never going to happen again. And it never happened again. I think that's what's, I think that's what's going to happen. Jason Tatum choked as the best player last year on the Celtics, the Celtics as a whole choke. And I don't think no way this year they're going to let that, that window slip by. Yeah. I, I can't give you an answer. So I'm I hear you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm just going to. Yeah. All right. All right, my boy. Well, that was our, who's most likely to segment. I hope everybody enjoyed that. Uh, Everybody at home, I hope y'all playing that along with us. Uh, and now let's get over here to the, to the next segment that we got. All right, so I came over with this segment. And this segment may seem bland, seem dry, but I put a little extra cheek to it. All right, so what player would you build your team around, right? Now, that sounds too easy. Okay, but no, 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 no. Their best player, that's obvious, example, like the Orlando Magic, Cross Apollo, and then all their young players. Who would you build around that? The Houston Rockets, Cross Jalen Green. Who would you want to build around that? So, John, I came up with three teams. All right. Three teams. And we're going to start off with the Houston Rockets. Okay. So, we're going to cross out Jalen Green and we're going to name three players. Who are you going to build your franchise? Who is you going to be that's going to bring you to the promised land and win you an NBA championship? Okay. Number one, Jabari Smith, Kevin Porter. Or Sane Goon. That's exactly what I was waiting for you to say. Sane Goon, man. He is one of those guys that you can just fit on the court and he'll just figure it out, man. He's a mini, really a mini Jokic, but really, really mini because Jokic is insane. Yeah. He, he just had a triple-double the other day, too. 10-10-10. Look at that, man. Look at Incredible. that, man. I, Incredible. I have, him, I have him in my fantasy lineup, too. So you've been winning on that, huh? <laughs> I, I have, but I lost Tyrese, so I don't know how, how much I'm going to be winning now. But I got Jaw and I got Darren Fox, so I'm gonna have to do you know some just fix some of my lineups and stuff. But yeah, all right, I I I I'm pretty sure everybody would choose that. But maybe some people could look at Jabari Smith, even though he's not having the greatest season. He has all the tools, you know. I almost went, have- I almost went Kevin Porter to be real because he's yeah. really nice. To be honest, uh, he's yeah. got a little bit of an anger issue. He got his legs off the court. And that's the problem. He, he's dealing, he, the stuff that he dealt with off the court, I, I haven't seen anything from it yet, like lately or anything, but that, that could play a role into a franchise player, you know? Right. All right. Number two, the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic have a plenty of options where you can go. Plenty of options, but we're obviously going to cross Apollo. So we're going to start off with Franz Wagner, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz. Who are you going to go with of building your team, building a team, building a team that's going to win you a championship? Franz, uh, Jalen, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, and Markel Fultz. Man, I'm gonna have to go with Franz. I'm gonna have to go with Franz only because Cole, Cole Anthony. I, I like him. He's a funny, really funny guy, but he's overrated. <laughs> he's, he's he's overrated. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Franz, he is a big that can really do it all. He can be pick pick and pop, pick and roll. He could be. The uh, he he could be the the ball handler in the pick and roll. Like when I went to go watch the Magic versus, versus the Kings, it was so cool. There was a, there was a times I was watching. I seen Franz Wagner dribbling the ball and Mo Wagner gaming setting the screen. We got a Wagner on Wagner pick and roll, man. And Franz just hit him with a dime, threaded the needle. And then I seen other play down court. Franz is defend is the is defending you know uh, uh, Demontis Sabonis. And so honestly, I got to give it to Franz. Um, I really want to go with Markel Folks, but after everything he's been through, man, I'm not even, not even the free throw, just his injuries. I just don't know if I could trust that. And Jalen Suggs, he'll go up for 31 games, then he'll go for like two. 
the next. Just yeah, yeah, my nah. franchise player. Nah, for sure. So, you know what's funny about Franz is um, I have in my in my NBA draft too, man. I do. <laughs> but I, I'm looking at this 2021 draft, and I want to talk about it real quick, all right? Because Franz was drafted number eight, like Cade was drafted number one, and Jalen Green was drafted number two, and Mobley was drafted number three, and Scotty was four, and, Matt, and Suggs was five, right? If you want to talk about this class, John, real quick, Franz Wagner may be the second best player in this class. I'm talking about the, 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 the 21, right? 21 class, yep. The class of Cade, Jalen Green, Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Suggs, Giddy, Kaminga, and Davion Mitchell. Wow, hold on. I don't know if I wait. Okay, who, who's the best player in your opinion? Cade. Cade. Okay, I would agree with that. Now, hey, nah, I can't put I, I can't put Franz Wagner over Evan Mobley. I can't. You're a big you're a big fan of Evan Mobley, but I I don't see I don't I'm not really I'm not he's, really a big he's fan. he's literally what the NBA is becoming a big that can shoot, play in the perimeter, play down low, do do, do everything. Do you? I I think what's May not be catching my eyes that Garland broken out, Donovan Mitchell's going crazy. And that's what's really the main tension of the Cleveland Cavaliers. That I think that may play a role. I'm gonna be honest with you because I'm not a big, really big fan of Mobley. I, I mean, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. I mean, m- maybe they're, they're they're just taking from his shine, kind of like how Jason Tatum yeah. takes from Jalen Brown's shine. Yeah. Okay. So last team, the Detroit Pistons. Obviously, we just talked about K, so we're gonna take out K. Who are you gonna build up, right? Jaden Ivey, Sadiq Bay. Killian Haynes or Jalen Durham? Can, can I have a, uh, another option on that team? Can I pick somebody else? If you want, yeah. Marvin Bagley. You're wilding. You are crazy <laughs> for that. You are crazy for that. That 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 that's a bold choice. That, that's a bold bold choice. Look, man. Look, this might be another one of them hot takes. But here you go, Marvin Bagley. If a team gives him a damn chance, if somebody gives him a chance. I know he needs to get his defense together. I know he needs to get in the weight room. But if you let this man get in the weight room, let him eat, help him make, let him go and make his mistakes. Don't take him out every time he makes a mistake. Boy, ain't no telling what Marvin Bagley could be. Ain't no telling. Let's, let's get this straight, John, right? Marvin Bagley been on the Sacramento Kings and the Detroit Pistons, right? Usually those teams are not great. They're not good at all. Besides this year, the Sacramento Kings are playing pretty good. I'm starting to think it's a Marvin Bagley problem more than anything because you're on teams that know they're not going to playoffs. You're on teams that aren't technically on rebuilding stage, and somehow you're not getting as much minutes as he wants. Now, let's get this straight. Marvin Bagley has looked way better on the Detroit Pistons more than he did on the Sacramento Kings. He looks way, way, way better. But Marvin Bagley was a high overall draft pick, I believe, and he just hasn't really lived up to that hype yet. You know what? Hey, look, I'm I, I gotta write I, I gotta write my wrongs. That's messed up to to to, to Jaden Ivy. Jaden Ivy's been balling out. I can't do that to him. I, I love Marvin Bagley. I, I really I really do, and I believe everything I said about him. But I've been watching Jaden Ivy. He he really he, just, he reminds me of a jock to be honest. Kind of just like or he reminds me of a Bones Highland. He just be bouncing around everywhere, just running, yeah. and just bouncing. You know what's crazy about Jaden Ivy? I haven't really watched him much this season, but when I do watch him, it's against the Los Angeles Lakers, and he looked awful. But a lot of people look awful against the Lakers. It's the best team in the league. Okay, let's let's relax now. Okay, <laughs> now one more op- one more. Okay, so we're gonna go with the San Antonio Spurs. Okay, now this one is interesting to me because um, they have who is really their main guy? Who are they really building up? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So 
the person that I'm going to cross out, it's just gonna be a hard, it's gonna be hard on your end, is going to be Devin Vassell. Devin Vassell. Okay. Right. So the players that I'm gonna list are Keldon Johnson, Jeremy Shohan, and Spurs are bad, huh? Spurs are really bad, honestly. Man. Holy dude. I Keldon Johnson and Jeremy Shohan. Uh, maybe Might be the uh, only real option. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I took a Vassell. So I mean, look at good Trey Jones. You could go Trey Jones too. Hey man, you disrespect my boy Yaka Erdo. Mm, yeah, but he's he's gone. He ain't staying on that team. He's gone. All right, I'll be real. It's got to be Keldon Johnson. Yeah, that, Keldon that's, Johnson, he's a yeah. bucket. To be real, he's yeah, a exactly. He knows how to get to. He knows how it's, to get these. Yeah, nah. For, it's like Devin Vassell and Keldon Johnson, man. They, that could be that could be the Spurs' future, and if Trey Jones, Trey Jones is really solid point guard in this league. I feel like all the Jones, I feel like the Jones are gonna like the Jones are just all solid in the NBA. Every single one of them are like they deserve to be either off the bench or in the starting lineup. You know, obviously Tyus is the best one coming off Memphis, but man, they, all the Jones are really, really good. They are really, really good. Yeah, I mean they they're point guard best backup point guards, right? You just they don't care about their minutes. They yeah. don't turn the ball over. They run the offense. They get paint touches. They that's a that's a point guard from back in the day, man. And I, I, I see that. That's what I love. Like, cause the NBA is changing and is now some more like athletic guards. But I, I love those old point guards too, like the Tony Parkers, the Chris Pauls, like the OG point guards really running the team, man. But, but yeah, man, there's not much rebuilding teams out here. So those are the four teams that I think are in a position where they have young players that you can build off. I love that. I love that. I love that, my boy. That was an absolutely great segment. Uh, and for the family down below, let us know uh, which players would you build around? Uh, would, are you crazy like me? Do you want to go Marvin Bagley? Do you believe him? Uh, do, you, do you tell us the players on the Spurs? You know, just let us know. Talk to us. Um, but if that is it for that segment, let's go ahead and move on and get to our last segment of the show. And that is the games room. Let me let me start this off, John, because I'm, a, I, I'm, I'm already upset. Okay. Of this game preview stuff, all right? I'm, I'm going to be re- reviewing the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Dallas Mavericks, all right? Okay. This game is probably the worst official game that I've ever seen in NBA history. For those refs, they all need to get fired. They don't deserve to ever be a ref, ref again. Let's get this straight. Troy Brown was fouled at the three-point line easily. Tim Hardaway Jr. fouled him. He's talking about he tipped the ball. You did not tip the ball. You t- clearly fouled him. Once again, LeBron James, when he drove, was fouled. The, the, the possession before, uh, we went to two OTs. There was several times with LeBron James. LeBron, you could tell LeBron James was trying to make a point to rest because LeBron James was playing football out there. He wasn't playing basketball. LeBron James was literally playing football. He had five people in the paint. He does not matter. He's going up every single time to draw the foul. Um, but unfortunately, you know, the Los Angeles Lakers did lose that game in double overtime. Um, and the first OT was 7-7, and then the second OT was 11-7. Um, but... I do want to say, though, this Los Angeles Lakers team is competing, and I think we do got to give them credit. I know the Lakers, no one wants to give this team credit, but, man, when you're missing your best players, Anthony Davis, and let's not even forget that they're missing their other good players than Lonnie Walker and Austin Reeves, and even though people hate on Patrick Beverly, he wasn't there. Maybe he could have got a couple of stops on the Dallas Mavericks, you know? We're missing some really, really key players, and i tell you this. The fact that we're competing and we just came off a five-game winning streak, right? The fact that we're competing, let's just cross out LeBron and Russell Westbrook. The team that we're running with is a JTA, garbage. Thomas Bryant has revived his career. Dennis Schroeder, solid. Christie is still uh, still uh, a rookie and he's still, you know, being solid. Ass. I hate him. Really? Sorry. Really, I almost choked. Okay, because you just said that. 
Now we're running with Sterling Brown, Cole Sweater, Kendrick Nunn, and Gabriel, and Troy Brown. That's a team that we've been running with, and we've been winning games. So I see where John's trying to get at. We can stay healthy, this and that, but I'm honestly over that fact. But the main thing about this whole game is that the Lakers got destroyed in the first quarter. That whole first quarter, they got bombed. Honestly, turned off the game after that. But the Lakers kept staying alive, kept staying alive, kept staying alive. You know, LeBron had 16 rebounds, which is absolutely incredible. It looked like he was playing the center out there. Um, but Luka just made the game look easy. Honestly, the, the game-tying shot, that was probably the most t- easiest shot he probably ever took in his career. Dennis Schroeder did one nice move, daggered it right in his mouth. And, and like I said, he, he looked like he was just – Yes, I do this on daily. Like, all right, let's lock up now. You know what I'm saying? When not you said only that, that earlier about him being like regular, that's what I thought of, right? Yeah, like it's it, it's insane. And then Luca just had pl- plenty of clutch shots. You know, Luca had a hell of a game. You you can't get mad at that. He had 35 points. He had a triple double. You know, 13 13 assists and 14 rebounds. And after that, to be honest with you, Spencer did what he put a 17. Hardaway put up uh 22 and. Christian Wood put up 24. If the Dallas Mavericks, they can remain doing this and maybe Reggie Bullock, you know, helps out a little bit more then this team could be a threat in the Western Conference. But we all know that's not going to happen. But uh, let's not forget about zero man. Russell Westbrook had a really, really good game. It's crazy to see that. Yes, he can still put up 30 plus points a game. Let's be honest. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I knew he I always love Russell Westbrook, but I just couldn't see it in the role that he's in, you know. He doesn't get much minutes, but Anthony Davis being gal, he got 40 minutes today, put up 28, 5, and 7. And it's crazy because when he went to the free throw line to bring it to a three-point game, John, I was nervous as hell. I'm recording it shaking because I'm like, yo, if Russ missed these free throws all over the end, he's gonna get trolled. And you know, you know, you know how the Russ Russ haters are, you know how the Lakers fans are. So it sucks that the Lakers did lose this game because Russ had a one of his best games of the year, you know. But it is what it is, and Lakers are now 19 and 23, and we gotta move on for him. But I do like to say the rest were horrible, and that that loss shouldn't really be a loss. I absolutely agree. That should not be a loss. That should have been Troy Brown going to the free throw line and just knocking in, knocking down at least one of those three shots. Exactly. So yeah, I I I was absolutely pissed off last night when I seen that. Uh, and yeah, just like how you mentioned, also the, the LeBron foul on uh, on on Christian Wood. But just real quick, before I talk about the Mavs, I just want to kind of harp on just one thing I feel like the Lakers really messed up. Two things I feel like the Lakers really messed up on. Max Christie. <laughs> Look, man, I get it. He's 19. I was just talking to my brother about this. I get it. He's 19. He's playing against a grown man. He's still a teenager. I remember when I was 19. I, wasn't, I would not have been ready to play in the NBA. Uh, my mind wouldn't have been ready. None of that. So I totally get it. He's not ready to be out there. But and then... For a team like the Lakers that needs dubs, that cannot be taken like, oh, yeah, man, we're, we got the number one record in the league. You, you could just get better on our team. Don't worry. Like, the Lakers cannot be taking L's right now. Max, Max Christie, not saying he's, he can never be an NBA player, but right now, this day, he's not an NBA player. He's just not. If you watch that game, every time he was on the court, he was getting hunted. Every time, whether it was Luka, Spencer Dinwiddie, Christian Wood, Dorian Finney-Smith, they would just simply get the switch, isolate, isolate, and go. And then you have to bring the double. And once, once a double comes, we know what, 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 what Luka Magic do. We know what Luka Magic do. So that, I think that was the first mistake is honestly, even just having him out there, he's, he's not an NBA caliber player yet. Uh, his plus minus was minus nine. But the other thing that I think the Lakers really messed up on and Mind you, they got cheated out of the out of the shot and they got cheated out of the, uh, the overtime. But I think 
the Lakers shot themselves in the foot because in the fourth quarter, in the fourth freaking quarter, Luka Doncic went and fouled LeBron. And that was his fifth foul in the fourth quarter. Luka played the, the, the rest of the game. So you mean to tell me in two overtimes, y'all couldn't have been aggressive and took it to Luka and forced and put and put the ball on the refs, put the ball on the refs court and say, no, I'm forcing you to make a call. I'm forcing you to make a call. LeBron, the way he was bullying, they couldn't have got a, they couldn't did a pick and roll, got a switch, got, got, got Luka on LeBron. Then LeBron just take him down low, take him down low, get a foul, foul him out. I guarantee you, I guarantee I could put my life on the line if Luka Doncic does not play in those overtime games. No Dallas dub. No Dallas dub. So, honestly, that's, that's what I really wanted to touch on. Um, Kendrick Dunn freaking sucks. Don't know what happened to him. Used to be a great player. Just forgot how to put, get buckets, honestly. So, I mean, I'm embarrassed. Um, nothing else to really say for that game. You got anything else to say for that game, my boy? Yeah, no, I'm good. All right. Let's get to – let me, let me get to my game. Um, funny, you, you cover the Lakers. I'm about to cover the Heat. <laughs> Uh, this is the Heat versus uh, the Heat beat the Bucks 108 102. Uh, you know, start of the game, Bucks came out red hot and they outscored the Heat 23 to 14 in that, fir- uh, in that first quarter. And the Heat just came out flat, man. In that first quarter, they shot and went 0 7 from the three point line. Uh, and Giannis, he, he was, he was, he wasn't, he was not in this game. So it was great to see Drew Holiday being aggressive, stepping up as that number one score, number one playing option, but also, you know, got his teammates involved. Finished the game with 24 points, 11 to 6, six rebounds. Um, and in the first quarter, I'm watching the game. I'm like, man, this is going to be a blowout game. Like, I don't want to see a blowout. Second quarter, whole different story. Gabe Vincent goes off for 11 points just in that second quarter. Last three minutes of the second, the Heat go on a 15-3 run to tie the game up. And then in that second quarter, the Heat started running a Victor uh, Oladipo and Bam Adebayo pick and roll, a high pick and roll to be exact. And every single time, Victor was just hitting Bam. Bam was coming down court down the lane, either hitting a floater, dunking, doing, doing something or kicking it out. And that honestly was the same. The, the Heat kept doing that from the second quarter until the end of the game. And Bam dominated the paint. The Heat ended up scoring 58 points in the paint compared to the Bucks to 18. The Heat out-rebounded the Bucks on both ends, defensive and offensive end. And shout out the Heat, man, because they uh, went 15 to 16 from the free throw line. This was the first. This was actually their first missed free throw in fifty-five free throws. So, uh, for the for the last past couple of games, so you know they've been balling out, and you know they ended up getting this well-deserved win. Uh, but before you know we wrap up and all that, I just gotta say, man, Victor Oladipo is back. Victor Oladipo is back, and he, he may not be Indiana Pacers Victor Oladipo, who which you know at one point we thought, yo, is this guy like a number one option on the team? No, he's it could never be that. He went through a lot of injuries. But, man, he's an amazing role player, amazing point guard. 14, uh, 14, end of the game with 14 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. He was everywhere, man. He was getting it done. And for that, I got I, I to gotta give him his love. I got to give him his praise. Yeah, not for sure, man. And not only on the offense end, he's finding his uh, rhythm. But on the defense end, man, he's excellent. Man, absolutely, absolutely. Well, that, that, that was a great game, um, both that Heat game and that Lakers game. But, uh but all right, my boy, I think, I think it's a good place for us to go ahead and wrap it up here. You got any last words you want to say before we uh, skedaddle out of here? I love y'all, man. Uh, subscribe, turn on post notifications, and y'all have a great night, man. Enjoy y'all weekend. Yes, sir, man. Enjoy y'all weekend. We got a great NBA slate tonight, and let's have a good day. All right, we out of here, y'all. Let's talk out.